too lazy to look up dates for upcoming shows and get tickets at csmod.com? Well, then let me make it easy for you, little shaver. Catch Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie at the Baltimore Comic-Con on September 7th, the Tempe Improv in Tempe, Arizona on September 12th, and it's the Canadian premiere of Jay and Silent Bob's super groovy cartoon movie at the Montreal Comic-Con in Montreal, Quebec on September 14th. Show information and tickets at csmod.com. Hollywood Babylon continues to play to sold-out shows, so don't miss your chance to catch Ralph and Kevin at the Hollywood Improv on September 6th, September 13th, and September 27th. Ralph and Kevin also take Babylon the Road to the Prince Music Theater in Philadelphia, PA on November 1st. Get your tickets at csmod.com. Spend an evening with Kevin Smith at the Warner Theater in Torrington, Connecticut on September 21st and join comic book men's Brian Johnson as he takes the stage with Kevin at the Brea Improv on September 23rd with another live installment of Why Bry. For all these and all other upcoming showtimes and tickets, be sure to go to csmod.com. You can also get tickets on the go through your Apple iOS device with the new Smodstop app that's free and available now. This is Kelly Carlin, and welcome to Waking from the American Dream. Thick orange foundation, I'm a foreign damnation that you're borderline waiting. Yeah. Horrified Satan with an angel of bunch. Cause all these cookie gutter fuckers be faking the fuck. Yeah, oh, uh, so many babies yapping. Talking about a revolution like you Tracy Chapman. Bitching like a motherfucker making the game whack. Complaining how I'm faking, how I'm taking my wrist back afford it. Depends on how you look at it. Root boy status so bad, but damn, I'm good at it. I should have been king as I open your minds. My revelation brings to deliver hope for the blind. I make a terrorist, terrorist, prepare for his funeral. And I'm way beyond your government's apparent approval. The most hated, but I know there's no greater power junkie on the binge. And damn, I'm so hated. <laughs> I'm the master card, a real children is too big, you can ask your mom. The piece of the ace, the case, the op. Fuck it up, the ace, the MVP. 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 Fuck it up,
काफी हार बजेरा गो लूज योर सेल्फ इन द फॉरेस्ट राइट और एक दूसरे के लड़ में ग्रेनेड ढूंढ ढूंढ के जरा से चलंग मार के ढूंढ के बाहर लैपटॉप पे घुस कर इंटरनेट को उड़ा दो इट्स अ पी टू द ए टू द के टू द आई ऑन टू द टी टू द डे दैट आई डाई ऑन टू द ए टू द एम पी ओ जैकी रैम्बो इन द प्लेस व्हाट द फक यू नो इट्स अ पी टू द ए टू द के टू द आई ऑन टू द टी टू द डे दैट आई डाई ऑन टू द ए टू द एम पी ओ जैकी रैम्बो इन द प्लेस I'm the Paggy Rambo, Aldo Apache Commando, Sambo, kick another rap to your sample. Tango with death, I'm a killer with mad soul. Lasso your neck, put my foot in your asshole. I'll get you cap, my warrior's crew. Straight bastards, brawny and stronger than you. Take classes, learn how we got 'em on racks. Hit the base with a bag full of Taliban scouts. Yeah. Call it off fast as you laying in your pussy sheets, chilling up in Cali all the way up in the Middle East. Until the deep, putting in my work on these city streets, panic. Pulling up your skirt. Like a wiki That is the friend of Waking from the American Dream, Adil Omar, with Paki Rambo. Uh, you know, a little shout out to our Middle Eastern friends out there on this week when people of semi-questionable intelligence and integrity are debating <laughs> whether we should lob bombs from boats far away into a country of people who don't want anything to do with us. And I've been reading stuff lately about how, you know, of course, this is a 30-year project, people. This is not new. This is not a new conversation, Syria. Oh, they've been planning all this for decades, those neocons. You know what? It, it makes it sound cute, neocon. It sounds like such a cute little name for somebody, but not so cute. So uh, shout out to our friends in the Middle East who are dealing with all this stuff. And uh, there's no easy up, down, right, wrong, left, right about all of this. It's all insane. And uh, so, yes. Yeah, so check out Adil Omar. He's a friend of mine from Pakistan who, you know, he's 20-something and he's a hip-hop artist because why Why, why, why make an easy life for yourself in Pakistan? Let's become a hip-hop artist. God bless him, if I can say that to a Pakistani boy. Uh, so welcome, everyone. It's Waking from the American Dream. It is September 5th. We have made it to September. We've made it to the ninth month of the year. I believe it's a new moon tonight, even, if you people are into that kind of stuff. You know, beginnings and all that such. Um, and... It's the high holy days around here. It's, you know, it's L.A. It's we're all Jewish, basically. And uh, so we're all celebrating Rosh Hashanah on some level. Uh, I yesterday said to all of my Jewish friends, Happy New Year and to everyone else, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I but I was just really thinking about this deciding 
you know, and these are these are an ancient people. They've been doing this high. This, I mean, this is like it's year fifty-seven something or other. I mean, it's it's a law. It's a it's we're talking a, a lot of years on the calendar. They've been doing this for about five thousand years. Why, why the new moon in September is the new year? I'm just curious about that. I'm just you know, usually we get it around the winter thing, the shortest day of the year thing. Uh, that's kind of a new beginning thing. I, I just, I, I need to find out about this. So please tweet me, Kelly underscore Carlin. Explain to me about the whole September thing. I, I, Gary Shapiro, our cantor, is not here today uh, to help maybe explain some of this historical importance of this day. But I, I'm fascinated by it. I, you know, I, I know it has got to have to do with something or other cool, like the moon or the sun or something bitching like that. Because that's what you did 6,000 years ago, people. You paid attention to the moon and the sun because there weren't cell phones. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here we are, the week of the high holy days, when you're one to be written into the book of life, I believe it is. And we're planning on bombing people in the Mideast. It's a very strange world. Very strange world. Uh, and uh, so that's that. And what else is happening this, this week? Oh, uh, this just wanted to bring this up because I just, you know, it's just one of those things that kind of just takes care of itself. That that guy, Ariel Castro, you know, who abducted the women, you know, he saved the state some money. This is the way I see it. He took himself out. Of course, you know, we all know it's the coward's way out. But you know what? I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this man deciding to take his own life. It just, uh, if he had only done it 30 years ago. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. This is why I'm not a therapist anymore. <laughs> Do people understand this? One cannot have these opinions and be a therapist in the world. No, no suicide hotline for Kelly here. <clears throat> so, uh, I've got a great show here today. We've got an octagon table discussion. Uh, we'll get to that in a little while. Uh, and um, if you hear any strange noises, it's today. It's because it's 3,000 degrees in Los Angeles. We're lucky enough. We're sort of near the beach. We've got a little bit of an ocean breeze. So we have all the windows open in the studio. And we have a little fan on behind me. Um, so if you hear a large roar of some kind, no that is not the space shuttle taking off. It's just a nice little Boeing something or other taking off from LAX. That's how close to the airport I am. I am so fucking airport convenient. It's... In case you need to make a quick getaway. In case I need to get a quick getaway. Or in case, but see, the, the other side of that too is if they decide to blow up LAX at some point, mm. my property values are fucked. <laughs> Never mind the cancer in my body. Near Burbank. Yes, yes. The gateway to Glendale. Yes, so uh, Burbank's the gateway to Glendale. Wow, <laughs> that's that's a sad, sad reality. Uh, I guess that's a good thing. Uh, and the Tonight Show will no longer be in downtown Burbank. So all that Carson, all that history. The kids don't even know who Carson is anyway anymore. So why, why bother even having it in Burbank? It won't. It's going to be moving to New York City, back to New York, back yeah. to its original roots. Mm. Yes, yes. It's going way back to New York City where it started back in the day. I don't know where they're going to be doing it, though. Uh, so that's that. Um, and uh, so I think we'll just get to my little story today. So I, 
I am knee deep in the middle of a bunch of stuff. Uh, as you people know out there, I am taking my show to New York City. And so I found out last week around this time that I have to redo all of my media for my show because it's going into a computer in their theater and it's not going to be on my computer. And so I have to redo everything. So at first I had a little tummy ache about that. But as we're walking through it, I'm doing it. I'm getting it all done. It's great. So I've been really, really busy. And we're doing all sorts of cool things and adding some new pictures and videos and things like that. Oh, my God. It's so cool. <sighs> anyway, so I was a little overwhelmed today. So I was actually going to write about resisting, like resisting writing. And then I'm like, <laughs> that didn't work because I was resisting too much. You've story from my life. So I'm calling this story The Hat. The Hat. <clears throat> About four years back, I was in a class filled with actors, writers, storytellers, musicians, directors. It was a master class taught by Jeffrey Tambor. Think of Larry Sanders' genius at spotting what exactly is stopping an artist from in a piece or their life as an artist. He's got some kind of freaky sixth sense that could read the soul of another human and present to them the very thing that's keeping them small. I learned just as much from watching him work Tambor treatment. The first test might die. I was terrified. Little to say about the story or performance. Instead, he said something like, so, well, you be here. Mm, the question he always asked us, why are you really here? I said something about wanting to take my place in the world for myself Jerry about a moment in his own career when he was given a huge opportunity to step into a father had like in an entire year. He was given a role in a play on Broadway, and it was everything that he'd been working for sabotaged himself and fucked it up. He said and pass my father on the road of life asked, are you ready to surpass yours? Yes, I thought, yes, him my whole life. And until he died, I hadn't actually realized what a large shadow and heavy it was that it was, fuck yes, I am ready. Wait, surpass, surpass my father? Are you fucking crazy? No. Find a small space over here to the left somewhere where I won't be bothering. There will be no surpassing. I mean, how could one? <laughs> I'd need another lifetime or universe. No surpassing will not be happening. That's, of course, what ran through my unconscious mind. A rambling of terrified, case-closed mind made. Slow down. Okay. Yeah. Who my father, in being my father, I'm not going to outdo him as a stand-up comic in the first place. And, well, we know that's clearly not what I'm here to do. But the idea, the notion, the contemplation of surpassing is clearly a trigger I mean, Tambor's notion of surpassing his father and had to find courage to find a will to move forward past what had been done before and to move past the very person who in his life was not to be outdone no matter what. We all stand on the shoulders of those who have come before. Each generation in some way must surpass those who as a species, a civilization or a cult which has come before. We'd still be picking our nose in some cave in Europe or staring out to the savanna of Africa if we hadn't clicked into that place within our own heart, mind, body that says, I must go where no one has gone before. 
About six months after that uh, first question that Jeffrey asked me, I was personal grief while trying to find my sea legs, you know, in riding the waves of this new vast ocean of life I found myself in. I was hungry to express my voice, find my voice, hear my voice, but was still feeling wobbly and unsure. Tambor invited me to a big workshop he was teaching at AFI and asked if I would work with him on this issue in front of about, oh, you know, 300 people. He wanted to tackle this stuff. So there we were up on the stage. Jeffrey starts to tell this story of how he knew he needed to find a way to tap into his own personal power while he was making the rounds of auditions, rehearsals, and performances while in New York City at the beginning of his career. Early on, he said, he bought a cashmere coat. It was like a coat of armor that allowed him to put on an attitude. The attitude is one he speaks of a lot and teach. I am Jeffrey Tambor, and this is how I do it, attitude. It's a bold claiming of one's belief in one's vision as an artist, an acknowledgement that there is only one of you or me, and that we are here to be that We are here to be that as good as we can and nothing more and nothing less. Jeffrey then explained how that coat had eventually become a hat. And so here we were on stage and he takes the hat and shows it to the audience. He talks how about how this hat is a hat that he wears into every audition or meeting for every film TV show that he has done in Los Angeles in the last 10 years. I and the audience were riveted by this story. You could feel the power of Jeffrey's commitment to himself and his vision, and you could feel the fondness he had for what this hat had done for him. All that held me back from fully claiming my place in the world. I looked deep into his eyes and said, yes. He then said, Kelly, I am now going to give you my hat. Ah. I was taken aback, overwhelmed with emotion the moment. I was stunned and so touched. I looked into his eyes. We just stared at each other for what felt like days. Time slowed down, and it was like we were conversing on another plane, and I swear I heard him say, I have come into your life to pave your way, to pass the baton. This hat is the baton. Are you ready to receive the privilege and the responsibility of this baton in this moment? And with that, Jeffrey put the hat on my head. Thank you, Jeffrey. Six years old In the summer of 69 Ten o'clock was way past my bedtime in my tiny Texas town The world seemed small when the sun went down And the moon was just a word in a nursery rhyme But all that changed One night in late July Glued to the TV screen Eyes on the sky And I can tell you what I thought When I saw that astronaut Step out on the moon, I said goodbye Goodbye, little world I'm just a little girl But anything is possible Anything 
watch that team take Russia for the gold. So goodbye, little world. I'm just a little girl, but anything is possible. Anything is possible. Goodbye, little dreams. I was meant for bigger things, and anything is possible. Anything is possible. Singing songs with you. So hello, little world. I'm just a simple girl, and anything is possible. Anything is possible. Hello, little dreams. You are big enough for me. 'Cause anything is possible. Anything is possible. That's Miss Carrie Cooper with Anything Is Possible. Carrie Cooper, who plays a fantastic ukulele. You can't say that about a lot of people, but she does. She showed up at my house one night with a ukulele and played us a few songs. And I was like, Jesus, she plays the ukulele really well. She's a cool lady. Check her out. She good things. She good. She good egg. She good egg. Uh, just, you know, once again, Logan's spinning the tunes, just lining up with everything we're talking about. It's what he does. It's the man. The man's here. Of course, this is his last show because he just spilled water. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so everyone, welcome to, uh, back to the show. And, uh, we've got an octagon table discussion. Yes, we are sitting at an octagon shaped table. We can attest to that. Uh, it's a poker table. All right. Just now, just so you know, it's a poker table. And no, we don't have eight sides. We do have five people sitting around it and at least 64 points of view, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> with the, all the people in this room right now. So um, let me welcome my friends here. Uh, to my immediate left is Mr. Rick Overton. Hey, Gil. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for coming by all the time. Love that you're here. Love that I'm here, too. Thanks. Thank God you're still on the planet. Oh, yes. I, right? I, I've, and I've tried the other ones. Yes. <laughs> Zero fun. Boy, was this place set up for us. <laughs> Thank God, Man, right? you know, you, The people can say, you know, oh, you know, uh, America's this is that. You go to another country, and then you come back to America, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Then try that with another planet, huh? <laughs> Let's see how you like that. Oh, I can't breathe my lungs. That's right. Your lungs are broken. Uh-huh. Yep, if you think you're all fancy-mancy-pantsy people, but, you know, need to take care of this one because, God damn it, there ain't no other ones. Uh, and a new uh, addition to our 
panel here today, my friend of talking. It's my talking friend. Yeah, we talk a lot. We talk a lot that on into, into microphones and, and, and cameras and things like that. Yeah, we've done this one-on-one and here. We now have. we're doing the group thing, Now you're Kelly. doing you – welcome to the group. The, yeah. the fabulous Dave Rubin is here today, people. Yeah, thanks. He, well, I feel that some group things have been done in this studio behind your yes. house. It has a very group thing it, it feel does. to it. It does. It's a very hippie commune kind of room. Uh, there's been group things. Uh, there, not a lot of group groping, but uh, other group things. Uh, group singing, group dancing, group meditating, group... I can see that Rick's in the mood for a little group groping. Group groping. Rick, uh, Rick's not below or above or next to. He could handle group groping. <laughs> and then the fabulous and talented of singing sorts and writing and all sorts of things, Miss Amy Engelhart is here. Hello. She is uh, came from uh, very important work today. She was singing in a choir at uh, a Rosh Hashanah, what's the exact service? Service. It is a Rosh Hashanah service today. Uh huh. And Amy was uh, lifting up hearts and souls with her voice. Oh, oh. I hope so. <laughs> Always. Always. Welcome, Amy, to the panel. Thank you. I think this is going to be fun today. We are, um, uh, as you know, people out there, people of Earth. Who are listening to me? Just, <laughs> just a small percentage of people of Earth. I'm not talking to every single one of you. If I was, wow, that would be cool. That would be something. And I'd probably have sponsors. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'd, a wide net when I'd you're probably, talking to everybody. Yeah, yeah, I probably would be able to, you know, monetize this bitch a little bit. Tide yeah. would get in on. Tide that. would get on it. Yeah, the big wide sponsor yeah, beer. Yeah. I'd have beer sponsorship then. <laughs> Definitely beer. Tampons, tampons, and beer. If you're talking oh. to everybody on Earth, you're getting. You're getting the wide, wide sponsorship yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Have you tried new beer tampons? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the kids, they do soak the tampons in the vodka. Yeah. I would hope they're not less filling. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all or, I can say. Uh, or I hope they don't taste great. Also. Oh, thank you. That would be bad, too. That, that would be bad. I thought we were going spiritual I today. Know. And well, here we are soaking tampons. Welcome. <laughs> To the octagon table discussion. Like I said, we go wide, we go far, we go up, we go down, we go reverent, we go irreverent. We go in. We go in, we go out. Yes, we do. Uh, <laughs> yes, so today's topic uh, is a nice big wide topic, one we can jump into in from all different angles. Uh, it's uh, the topic of acceptance. And uh, I don't have anything in particular to start with, but let me see if there's a nice quote here that I can... Uh, can start. Oh, you know, you always got to get a nice Japanese guy to start your quotes off for you. <laughs> this guy is uh, Mayamoto Musashi. Don't know who he is, but here's his nice quote. Generally speaking, the way of the warrior is resolute acceptance of death. I mean, if that doesn't get you right into acceptance, because that's the big one, right? You know? Yeah. Well, if there's, a jo- if there's ever a job that sort of runs the risk of it. Yes. Warriors, that's, that discussion <laughs> has to come up with a warrior, you know, yes. able to march efficiently into a field or walks on and just has this realization and runs the other way. Yeah, yeah. But do you do you think that, I mean, I, you know, warriors generally are young men. In their... That's why they call it the infantry. Right. Oh, wow. Really? I did not Holy know that. Holy shit. L'enfant, using the children. Old wow. men's and the children. See, we've already learned a new fact today here Whoa. on the show. 
We all learn something. You know, after a certain age, they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, Right. Too smart. Right. Right. Because I figured figured things out. Yeah. And I have less to risk. Yeah. And this shit's dangerous. dangerous. (laughs) They don't care how many of me they send up of a hill. Exactly. Guys, you know, just on the radio somewhere. Yeah. It's it's numbers. Yeah. We're throwing bodies at things. Yeah. They're just throwing bodies. So, so that's interesting because so there is something about being willing to die for a cause. So then acceptance of death is what he's talking about. And, and yet the, the young person, the young man, generally, obviously there's young women who are, who are in uh, all sorts of military these days. Um, they think they're invincible. So I don't even know if there's an acceptance of death going on with a young soldier, really. I think it's like a total denial. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially the way we do it now, the way we would fight a war now. The old days, you actually had to be out there on the front lines. You yeah. Know, I always think of every movie you can ever picture, but two armies running at each other yes, in the field. Completely. It's like the first it's 10 exactly. lines of guys, you know, you're not coming home. Maybe you're right. in the 12th line. You got a, sh- a yeah. chance. Yeah. Exactly identical weapons. Exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like they just bang yes. right into each other and repel. Yeah. But these Nowadays, days... These it's days. on PlayStation, basically. Yeah. There's drones, and I one guess One side has drones. One side yes. has drones. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's the good side anymore. Yeah. With everything going this on. is true. This yeah. is true. I'm not sure if it is the good side anymore. Yeah. 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 So there's really... So the acceptance of death... I, you know, and I, even thinking about, like... So even if you are the guy who's playing the drone thing, right? You don't really have to. I mean, you're, you're, in, no, you're in no danger, Right, you're going to freaking in and out after dinner. You're not even on that continent. Yeah, you're not even on that continent. And even they have PTSD. (laughs) Sure. Do they really? Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. The screen. They They see little infrared vertical things become little infrared horizontal things, and then they read later how much of that was collateral. Yeah. Things that didn't have rifle on them you know yeah. people women laid down like that and you you know and they give them the chaplain gives them a talk and everything and says here take a pill but it doesn't has nothing to do with what happens in your head when you sleep no one's yeah. got a good handle on that part yeah you're still a human you knowing you're that you're killing other humans yeah that sleep part that changes that's the game changer yeah they're all the best laid plans one night of some weird sleep and it's all out the window so yeah so this is a whole just thinking about being this person this drone guy and accepting this is your job yeah and it's not yeah. like you get an any immediate um, dramatic benefit from it, right, which is get- weird. It's not like you are in a threatened man-to-man, you know, an emotionally charged situation. You're defending your family. Right. You're defending something. You know, if if it's that cold and removed, it. I wonder. You know, I wonder about the adrenaline. Yeah, and I is, mean, the, is there an adrenaline the- rush to it? Even you know, I mean, yeah, it- that's weird. Well, that's the irony of everything going on now. I believe I was coming here to not talk Syria, but <laughs> well, yeah, you know, we've we got will. boats parked off, yes. you know, in the water, just waiting. And these guys didn't sign up to just jump into some civil war that we have no reason to think it has anything to do with us. Right. So are they accepting that they're killing for the wrong reasons or going to be killing for yeah. the wrong reasons? Some I of them may think it's the right reasons, but it sounds like a lot of them and don't I, think that. And I think, I think when you sign up for the military, you are accepting that you are going to be a pawn, P-A-W-N, a pawn in someone else's game. Yeah. And... And you know you're on a boat. You're in on a boat in the Middle East somewhere. You know 
any day, shit's gonna go down. <laughs> and you get, you don't get to choose whose shit no, it is, is no. the thing. And of course, then there's the issue of some people do not go into the military because, you know, they want to be a warrior. They go because they're going to pay for college. And it's yep. the only way well, they think if I can survive whatever shit is thrown at me yep. and do whatever I'm supposed to do, then I can go to college and, you know, make yeah. a better life. And yeah. what an incredible carrot that is. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that that makes me so sad. <laughs> you know, that and that angry. even you know, I guess it, that's almost sadder to me than someone blindly saying, I will die for blah 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 when you know there's families that care about or or yeah. that's so sad to me that you know, that it wouldn't be I even will die for a cause. It I was will like, die I'll, for a college education. Yeah. There's not a lot of up angles to it. No. You know, there's a lot of down to it and then not the up. The, the old version of the upside was your GI Bill got you something and you got out and they paid off all your stuff. It doesn't come close. The VA doesn't have the money to really take care of any of them and the suicides are going through the roof yeah. just out of desperation. Yeah, so terrible. And that they're not really taking good care of that part, and uh, it almost seems like there's some part of them that just doesn't want to do it because then that's one more guy they'd have to keep paying for. You know, at least he mm. got himself out of the way, so they don't have to pay. It's all about the bottom line. It's Halliburton mindset of it's all just the buck is the bottom line. So they make showers in Iraq that you turn it on, you get electrocuted because they wired it wrong. Jesus, that kind of stuff. That's they do. They care. Not one whit for the soldiers. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then and then the people come home and they don't know what they were fighting for. That yeah. That's the thing that I also think is going to be huge with whatever happens yeah. here. They don't know why they're there. We don't know why they're there. I'm yeah. reading about this stuff all day, every day. Right. I'm tweeting about this stuff like a crazy person. And then it's like at some point you don't even know what to believe anymore. I go on CNN, the rebels, a rebel soldier ate yeah. the heart out of a Syrian guy and here's the video. And then you watch something a second later and it shows the exact reverse. And then you go on Drudge and he's saying the reverse of MSNB. I mean, yeah. so if you don't even know, if you don't have the basis of truth when you're starting and then you have to do some horrible stuff yeah. and then come home and live with that for the rest of your life. I saw a Facebook yeah. meme actually yeah. the other day of soldiers holding up signs saying, I don't want to, yeah. why are we going to Syria? Yeah. And, you know, on bases, they were obviously real things, <laughs> right. you know, people had put up in Let's pictures of go. themselves saying, what the fuck, basically, yeah. you know, yeah. What are you thinking? Well, and I was just like, you know, just as a human citizen here, kind of watching all this go down, you know, here we are, we're, we're not, you know, we're, we don't we don't have a lot of power to change things. We can call our representative, we can take to the streets, but you know, these days, does that really do anything? But just sitting here going, okay, so how do I accept that this could happen? This could go down, we're going to do this. And then, you know... I've been talking to some people myself on Twitter, some people who are in the mid the Mideast, you know, that this is an extension of the proxy war with Iran. And now and so now it's going to ramp up. So we've got Iran, Israel, Russia, United States. This is this has got World War material all over it, yeah, you know. It's also got Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. I mean, they, we've got all the players. They'd love to see us go in, sure, with and, our equipment and do the bidding for them, Syria yeah. and not them. Yeah, and do they're, their, they're literally their, uh, offering. They're gear, they're you know? they're offering to pay for. It. They're I mean, offering they to pay for. Liter it. Yeah. Literally, yeah, they're like made the hierarchy like Hessians. They actually yeah, have about, they yeah. actually have been paying for much of the training of the rebels, from what I understand, in Syria and the CIA and all that stuff. And but just trying to sit kind of in my life and think about like you know we've uh, we've already been th through Iraq, Afghanistan, 
I'm exhausted with this <laughs> stuff. I mean, let alone knowing all of the fucking damage it's doing to A, our soldiers, B, the people of the Middle East, our relationship with the world, just the whole idea our of- Our economy. Mo- our economy, just the whole idea of more war and violence and trying to solve- you know, thousands of year old of tribal conflict with bombs and drones and shit like that. I mean, it's just such an insanity. And you can't talk to people who are in religious government, you know, where religion is part of the government. You, you just can't reason right. with there's, people. There's no reason. ideologies are so completely, you know, tied up in this stuff. Completely. And so then sitting here going, how do I, what... How am I supposed to sit with this as just a person? You know, it's like, so it's like how we manage our anxiety around it. So like, Dave, it sounds like you're doing a lot of research and you've got a show and you're going to be talking about it and you're on Twitter and you're trying to find out the truth. If I can just read enough, I'll find yeah. out the truth, damn it's it. There somewhere, right? Maybe I watch X-Files too many times. I don't know. I have some file cabinets you can rifle through if yeah. you need to. X-File cabinets. There's nothing in there, but uh, yeah. It's just old school pictures of yeah. my drawings and stuff from third grade. But you, maybe you'll find the no, truth there, in one of I, them. I, Honestly, that would be as <laughs> good and informative as anything I'm reading, I'm sure. I ended up tweeting um, a friend on Twitter of mine who's a, uh, who's a citizen of the uh, United Arab Emirates and asked him directly, like, what's, what's going – what are you guys thinking about? He ended up private messaging me. He's like, look, I can't have a public conversation about this because it's just too emotional in, you know, a, a, the people that follow me and all this kind of stuff. And he sent me a bunch of links. And so that was my thing, too, is like, I want to hear from people who are living there inside of this, you know, what is their take? Who's the bad guy here? Who's the enemy? And he was saying, nobody wants this Assan guy in. I mean, you know, this guy's a nut job. He's For- killed a 100 100- yeah, yeah. He's, in two years, you know that that's more than have been killed in the Arab-Israeli conflict since 1948. Yeah, it's I mean, a, think it's about a, that. It's that's insane. insane. It's insane, and it's and it's you know I don't know did Saddam Hussein kill that many people over the years? Probably. I don't I don't really know. I mean, but it's it's the guy is bad news. So nobody wants him around. They don't like him. You John know. Kerry did have dinner with him two years ago. <sighs> see that? There's, see there's and then? Picture, but see yeah. that's the thing. That's what I was talking about earlier in the show. The neocons thirty years ago. You know, it's all about partitioning. Did you guys watch The Daily Show last night and John Oliver partitioning (laughs) as the emperor, as the imperial? It's all partitioned. It's all Western people came in. Let's draw a line here. Let's draw a line there. How how could anyone want to have dinner with any of these guys knowing they're setting you up to be a bad guy in a couple of years? We're famous for being pals with people we then flip on. (laughs) It's it's one of our favorite things. Everyone, if you click them down there, we had oh, – we were partying oh, with every one of these guys. Every now. one so, you know, of these guys. You know, somebody set them up to knock them down. Yeah. What this has all proven to me is how much politicians must hate YouTube and hate the internet because yes. now it's all there. It's all there. Somebody retweeted a tweet from John McCain from four years ago where he's saying, I'm at Qaddafi's ranch. <laughs> yeah. He seems like a really nice man. Yeah. And someone retweeted <laughs> it and it's like, oh, well, we killed him or yeah. his guy – actually a guy stuck a knife in his ass. And he killed him. That's actually what happened. Ouch. But it was after we had dropped some bombs first. Yes, we tried. And, we tried. You know, Carrie's having dinner with this guy, and you know, Beyonce's singing "Happy Birthday" to some other mass murder in Kazakhstan. It's so crazy. I think we got to get well past that. But he's a Democrat. No, he's yeah. dressed like one. <laughs> You just, you know, tr- barely. Out. Yeah, yeah. But he was against the war. Yeah, well, something went wrong, and now he's got some bills to pay. They probably caught him, you know, and whatever he was doing in that bedroom, he thought that was a one-way mirror. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So how, that, mu- so how much of this? 
do you as individual citizens and humans, um, like where does like, okay, accepting like this is the status quo They're you know, they're all in cahoots, they all eat dinner and then they become bad guy and it's all a bunch of, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big, you know, Shakespearean play and the actors are just changing every, whatever it is. And, and how helpful is it to just accept that as what, I mean, what does it, do? I, to my heart, it like, it confuses my heart completely about yeah. what am I supposed to do about being a human and think about these things on earth. I just, I really want to know. Would it makes guys- me way too sad. Actually. I always reach a boiling point at, like every six weeks or so, or two months. And I try not to watch things actually yeah. as an, because I find that if I get up in the morning and I see political things that have happened overnight that make me infuriated, whether it's, you know, Wendy Davis and Rick Perry in Texas being his asshole self, cause that's his job or, you know, and, <laughs> or, I, or, you know, the, the, or the burdens of anything that happens, stuff that affects us directly or doesn't, you yeah. know, I mean, cause right. as a woman, when you wake up and you, you see what's going on with this war on reproductive rights, yeah. It's like you, I, I, I literally think, fuck, I got, I, I thought this was done yeah. you know, and I can't take it. And, and I impose news blackouts because I just can't Add to that, that the machine that is feeding it to you intentionally wants you to be sick. Of yeah. Because they, they look yeah. at every commercial's the cure. Yeah. You know, when you're the sick pill. and fucked up and nervous from this and your stomach is that and your right. feet are this and your ankle is that. And it's uh, they want you to be a nervous wreck so they can sell you all the stuff. So everything mm-hmm. they tell you, they do it in the most nerve-wracking possible mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And, and then that creepy crawl underneath that's ten times worse than <laughs> yeah. the original story. The and they know crawl. your subconscious is reading. <laughs> yeah, and now they have pills that supplement the pills that yes. the first the first generation of pills yeah. because that's not enough so now you get another pill that's right, right. and then the lawyer to sue you for the effects well, on the first and, pill and if you don't want to take a pill it's fine there's alcohol you can drink and if yeah. you don't want to drink alcohol or take a pill there's a a, a a potato chip that'll do it for you I am <laughs> that's where I'm at Ner- <laughs> yeah. nervous crunchy <laughs> food for me yeah, yeah. nervous crunchy food yeah it's just so bad and I, I, I actually got to the point where I was only watching things like The Daily Show and Colbert because at least there was a spin on it. Yes. And I found I was really mad after watching that yeah. too, even though it's fucking what? brilliant, though, yeah, you know, because right. I was yeah. really well informed and angry and, you know, <laughs> and, joking and about laughing it at the and same laughing, time, you know, because yeah. they're, like I said, they're brilliant, but I have to take breaks from it. I yeah. Just because it's like, I can't do really anything about it except I feel anyway, yeah. except add my voice. And I know at some point, I think every woman feels that at some point I'm going to go to Washington because there's going to be a march that yep. I feel I must go participate in. Yep. At some point, my rights are going to really be threatened, Yeah, you know, or, and I would do that for the next generations, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, and it's just too much. And I, it, it, it contributes to a, a physical state of, Oh, yes. That then you go on the road and you deal with other things in that are, are immediate in your life that you can control, but you're not prepared to because you're already, oh, because <laughs> there's all this fucking shit going on that makes you angry. And so I find that certainly that's not the best place to be when you're an artist who's trying to, you know, to be open to things and create things. And, and, and I, and, and I think of what I do as things that, that will either, be an escape for people or take them in, in a way to see what's going on in a different light, either through humor mm-hmm. or through mm-hmm. music. Yeah. Um, but there's only so much 
you know, of the actual thing that I can take. And so this is a great point. There's only so much that we can do. At some point, we really do just have to sit in the acceptance of this is the way it is. Yeah. Unless you're going to go uh, well, into politics. I mean, and even but then. But even then. Even yeah, then. Yeah, then. then you're doubling down in the crap. Uh, to me, you know, I'm glad you brought this up because this is what I've been thinking about nonstop mm. since this thing started. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in this constantly and I'm tweeting about it constantly. And I like to think that what I'm saying, I'm trying to bring some level of comedy to this. And I don't just regurgitate talking yes. points. I'm trying to put a spin on it and trying to make people aware. And even if I relate it to something that happened in the Super Friends cartoon, it's right. a way of getting somebody <laughs> oh, yes. that maybe Super watched Friends. a Saturday morning cartoon and remembers the Justice League to think back to the UN <laughs> or something. And right. but, but there's a toll. There's a genuine toll mm-hmm. that it yeah. takes because none of us are endless pools nope, of – we're not – giving and i want to say something yes and i think it's important to be aware of this but yeah there are times last night by the end of it you know this thing with mccain playing poker yes oh my god yes. so they're in a oh three god. and a half hour disinterest but the worst part the worst part wasn't that he was doing it because i don't believe that half of them are paying attention to most of this i don't even right. think they understand most of the words that they're saying or any of that the worst part is that he goes on cnn with that robot wolf blitzer and <laughs> and then he let wolf says it to it you know well you were playing poker and there was a picture and he and he laughs it off. Well, you know, it's hard to listen to any of this. And then Wolf laughs and then they move on. Uh, yeah. But it's like, this no, is, you guys are This is so... the fourth estate doing this. Yeah. 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 And it's the same guy who's pushing for the thing to be even more of a war yeah. than, the, than the bill itself. He couldn't vote for the bill poker. at first because it wasn't even enough while he sits there and plays poker. Yeah, it's, and it's it, like, how do you process all that? Yeah, exactly. But it's like, it's it's you know, it's one thing to like for one of us to play poker to, to distract ourselves from it, which is fine and everything. But this is the guy who we elected, you know, our, our constituencies elected to represent us in the Senate to make these decisions for us. Well, we didn't this, elect him. No, no, we, but you know what I mean. But I the mean, citizens of his state did. PTSD. Come yeah. on. At well, this point, yeah. he's so fucking crazy. It's like, you really want someone who went through that and has clearly lost his mind? You know, it... it it's, yeah, it's no, like really. Well, every once no, I in know. a while, the Manchurian stuff wears off, and he does the and, right thing. Right, right. Get him up, get him back in the van. Oh shit, he's, his his real personality. The, the sleeper's awakening. Yes, the his sleeper's awakening. Yes. His integrity's back. Under again. That is, That's that funny. Is you know, observation. Did you guys yes. see yesterday? They're doing this the whole thing, and Kerry accidentally said that there might have to be boots on the ground. He just slipped because that's the truth. If, yep. if weapons were to be freed, there might be boots on the ground. And then they question him on it, and he oh, had he broke out of his Manchurian thing <laughs> and he was like he, this is exactly what he said he said well it was a hypothetical question and I was thinking out loud <laughs> Where is the worst place you could possibly think out loud? We're thinking out loud, sort of. Yeah, right? exactly. No, 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 no. Yeah. The wide paragraph, that's the direction. The narrower paragraph, that's your dialogue. You just, your, your name is above it. Don't exactly. read the subtext, for God's sake. John, this is not the place to think out loud. There are places to do that. This is not one. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. Let's move on from this because I just can't accept any of this. <laughs> I would say for everyone that can't accept it, then they get that that wind to go and excel past it. Yes, yes. And so you look, it's we forget every now and then that we are under siege. We are under siege and we're distracted, and that is part of the siege. And monetarily, we are clearly under siege. Mm. They are taking us out, and they want us not to notice while it's occurring because we're too busy dicking around learning to type with our thumbs. 
Well, that's, that's it. Our, that's they our want... evolutionary curve, bam, into the yeah, wall. Yeah, right. they want us to play poker. They, they want, want us to, to be play playing poker oh, yeah. while they're you in know, the Senate. They want us to copy the behavior. Yeah. Because the, they want Well, if John McCain's doing it in a Senate hearing, it's got to be okay. Yeah, he doesn't Well, I'm doing it, you know, while the planes are landing at LAX and I'm supposed to be giving the guy directions which taxiway to go down. Yeah, right. Man. Well, you know, you know, one of the things I wrestled with around all of this stuff is, you know, the difference between being the Buddha on the hill versus the activist in the street, you know, and, and I think it, it behooves yeah. us to be both of those things. And I think we're when and and there is a, a huge gray area between those things. But I know that when I'm able to sit and disconnect a, from all the media, completely all the media, including all the social media, and just take myself out into nature or, you know, into reading my books about Jungian depth psychology or whatever it is I want to, or a great novel or whatever it is, and just really unplug. It's, 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 it's not so much uh, a rejection of, you know, that, uh, or an apathy of, of, about everything that it, but it is like, you do have to fill the well up every once in a while to be able to then come back in and and I I'm with you Amy I'm like you know there I know there is going to be an issue that's going to finally move me in such a way that I will be screaming out onto my street I'm mad as hell and I can't take it anymore like yeah. I'm waiting for that and and I keep thinking well shouldn't it be this one like every week there's <laughs> another one <laughs> but yes. there is something about what Rick's saying about this like they're they're wearing us down so that there's every week there's another there's such an assault yeah and taking to the street no longer is the way and getting it, arrested is no longer the right way. they've that, taken that, no that away from us that, that was supposed to be an outrage that activated a device in other people's heads right it no longer does. So doing that doesn't get you the result you want. Right. Uh, the But a million people showing people up somewhere. Withholding w- money at once because they were notified to on the internet is now the single most. So it's about yeah, the, 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 to the money streets. is the power. The news doesn't cover it. It right. used to cover it. It, yep. no, it now has instructions not to. Uh, yeah, I learned that with the ninety nine percent movement with Occupy. Yeah, that, like it got together and it occurred to everybody. Yes, they are showing the most amount of resistance here, which means we hit them in one of their soft belly spots. The fact they have to keep throwing these like Star Wars soldiers at us, <laughs> right? When right. We're with cardboard, you know, right. is like uh, <laughs> means that they were trying to to you know they they showed their hand too soon yes they played the they played the game in the wrong order and that's the kind of the one great thing that occupy did is it made them show their hand and the world sees all of them differently now and that's all about funding and that will slowly start to change i think cuz they got shown that and this is we're watching it work its way the paramilitary thing is still they're trying to invent the reason for their existence mm. you know cuz there's no one giving them a reason to dress like that really <laughs> except for comic con <laughs> and it's amazing the sizes they'll make that stuff in. Oh, oh! SWAT. He's from the SWAT team. Yeah, all kinds of body shapes. And those are chick magnets. Those outfits. Oh yeah, it's hard oh, to yeah baby. A guy with nine layers of armor on. You know, hard to defib a guy. That's hysterical. Everybody, back away! I'm tunneling. <laughs> Rounding out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to a different form of acceptance here. I think we have we have uh, we have dug that ourselves into a nice big hole over there. Uh, this one's about happiness. 
Oh, we can dig a hole on that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that. trust me, we will. You think that's the safe one? No, it's just across the garden. This is a different hole here. I've got a couple. Can't kill and bury that. A couple of quotes here about happiness. Michael J. Fox. My happiness grows in direct proportion to my acceptance and in inverse proportion to my expectations. So that's one. And then the other one, George Orwell, interesting. Happiness can exist only in acceptance. So there's something about happiness and acceptance being in the same equation, same area, and uh, mm-hmm. just curious about your own personal uh, journeys around that. I mean, I'll, I'll start with myself. Just I know for me that whenever I'm feeling, I call it crunchy. Crunchy is the feeling I get when I like you know when you're irritable and you're just you're just not feeling right and something's wrong and you're just it's, you just can't put your finger on it and it's, I just I Sarah feeling. Yeah, it's just, I call it crunchy. Um, I know it's because I'm resisting something about just what is in life. You know, it could be as simple as, um, I've got to go, I've got to get up at 630 in the morning and go to the fucking dentist first thing and get, get a new crown, you know, and it's like, or, or I've got to, I've got to redo all the media for my show for New York, you know, and it's like, and, and when I'm in resistance to anything like that, or just resisting a feeling, like I have to check in with myself, like, am I feeling sadness today about something? Or am I feeling anger or whatever? And the minute the I can shed a little light on the thing, the whatever it is, and I can go, oh, yeah, it is sadness. Or, oh, yeah, it is. What a fucking inconvenience. I got to fucking do all this media. But it is what it is. It is what it is. Then something like literally like, like all of this crunchy, sharp energy falls away and there's this space around me suddenly. And it's like, oh, I can breathe again. So I, I get this acceptance happiness thing. I, I, I understand what they're talking about. And it's fascinating to me that that acceptance is the key to it. Well, it's like waiting in a doctor's office. Even when it's bad news, this person lets us this weird breath that's almost the same breath as the uh, good news yeah. breath, but it's the not knowing part because uh, your imagination can create such a monster yes. that the real version, whatever it is, has got to be better than the monster I'm making in my head. Right, right. And, and the, yeah, and even the, the bad news about going, okay, all right, so know, it is. I can start to know what to do. As right. I have no idea what to do, and that's the worst feeling. That's helpless is I don't know what to do I don't it. know what to do. Yeah, yeah. And there's also a big, uh, it kind of leads into this whole mind body connection stuff Mm -hmm. um i i've had some issues uh with back pain on and off over the years Mm -hmm. and um i've you know i went through all the tests and i did everything and no one had any answers for me Mm. as to what was causing it and sometimes it's crippling it's i just had it two weeks ago Uh and um it went away when i radically changed my life in what way? What what was the radical? Uh, I made shift? solid decisions uh-huh. about things. Huh. I clarified my priorities. Huh. I said I'm not going to do things this way anymore. I uh, I need to take a bold step uh-huh. in a direction. Uh-huh. And I planted a flag. And of course, then once you plant a flag, other flags go next to it, and then you have a, <laughs> you have a flag parade. <laughs> flag day. No, you know, but you know what I mean. It, yeah. it's, it was so. What I wasn't doing it was it was issues. 
obviously that I wasn't recognizing my own unhappiness ah. and, and or accepting or not accepting yeah. situa- making the decision. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So once I said, once I accepted and acknowledged I am unhappy mm. and accepted it and I'm going to do something about it. Boom. Well, and that's the, th- yeah, I mean, right. the, just the first thing, like accepting I am unhappy or I am suffering in, on any level, because right. we, because we do walk around as humans pretty easily in this semi suffering state. And, you know, and, 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 you know, what we were talking about earlier, like, you know, reaching for the pill, reaching for the, the potato chip, reaching for the video game, whatever. That kind of, we try to yeah, like band aid it with all that yeah. stuff. Our lives have that neurotic zoo animal pace yes, to it. Yeah. It's that not, reptilian mind we're not, shit. We're not free-range animals yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. in our culture. Yeah. You know, we say we have the most freedom of all these people. In some ways, yes, we do. But it's freedom within a certain set of structures as opposed to a, a freedom in another set of structures. And some of them are not as humanistic, especially in the corporate world. You are lost immediately. You are not, you know, John Carpenter, maker of chairs. Mm-hmm. You are not uh, Bill Baker, maker of, of cakes. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah. uh, you're just some, you know, just a, a number and a barcode. And uh, here's your gold watch, and you have. There's no pride in anything you made because it was never your idea. Yeah. You go to a place, and being told what to do all day is, and, and pretending that's okay. I mean, that's why they got karaoke over there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To pretend you're a rock, to get drunk and pretend you're free for a second. Yeah. Well, and that's also why, like, just giant corporations, although they don't intend to be evil when they start, become evil. Because if everyone working at Walmart, very few people walk in there working there thinking that, that feeling fulfilled that they did something good for themselves after where if, if, if yeah. they were selling the exact same thing and it was a mom and pop operation, yeah. they would feel that they owned it and that they what they were doing on a day-to-day basis was connecting not only to their community but for themselves but instead if you're just mm-hmm. selling camping shit when you could be <laughs> selling camping shit at your own store yeah uh, it, the value of it is not so, not even close so there's something <laughs> there's something here around accept like just naming like naming one's unhappiness is a huge courageous step in one's life even like, though we were supposed to talk about happiness, I just realized this. <laughs> yeah, what did I like, tell you? No, what did I tell you? No, this, is, this, is, this is where we go. But, 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 we have to but, hit bottom. But yeah, exactly. There's about – in order to find the happiness, whatever the fuck that name word means. There's a lot of fake happy. Um, yeah. You have to – there's something around accepting – your unhappiness or accepting where you are at. Yes. Like you said, you had to name it. Like I am unhappy about this and I'm going to plant this flag in the ground and say no more Mm -hmm. because, but, but you have to be able to say it out loud to yourself to begin with. Well, you know, we exist in a world, all all four of us exist in a world where we're surrounded by a lot of comedians and some Mm -hmm. of us here are comedians and obviously comedians often are the most warped, depressed people on the planet. And ironically, we then try to make everyone else happy and we want everyone else to smile all the time. And I find sometimes, and we've talked about this a lot, when I'm hanging out with a lot of comedians, I actually don't do it that much anymore because I find it endlessly exhausting. Yeah. I I don't want to top everyone all the time and and have this constant need for approval, which is really just a a need of happiness. Yeah. Uh, I, I find it... It's exhausting and it's it's spiritually – it's like spiritually robbing. Yeah. So I would much rather sit here and if we so happen to make each other laugh in the course of that, that's great. But, you know, I saw your dad on The View once mm. and he made it crystal clear for me. He was saying something about how he had to get over the need 
the, the, just that endless need to then you can get to the good stuff. But yeah. if you never get over the need, which especially comedians or any artists, yeah. if you have that need constantly, it can fuel a lot of good stuff. But at some point, it'll just crush you yeah. unless you end up owning it. And yeah. that, that's what I'm trying to do all the time. Yeah, you know, and, and it, it's an and addiction. It's yeah, an addiction. Uh, exactly. Pharmacopia in your own nervous system. Sure, that, the little hit. Activates the hit when you someone get. says you're funny or I love you and bling. Or you little, get a retweet on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you get the little. <laughs> Not the retweet. That, that's different. Please <laughs> tell me that's different. <laughs> or the favorited little star. <laughs> but, you know, I was, you know, this whole thing about acceptance, you know, the Buddha, the Buddha, the guy, the Buddha, you know, he had this thing called the Four Noble Truths. That was his big thing. And and, and everyone always thinks like, oh, Buddhism so depressing. Because uh, what did he say? He said, all life is suffering. This is so depressing. And but this is exactly what he was saying. He's saying until you accept that everything's going to change, everything's impermanent, everything's going away, then... If you go, don't accept that, you're always hanging on to everything. You want to hang on to your success. You want to hang on to your youth. You want to hang on to the fact that the day, the sun's going to set. Oh my God, it's going to be nighttime soon. Oh my God, I'm miserable. But if you accept it's always in flux, it's always changing. It's always we've got a whole bunch of different atoms inside of us. Then, then you can work with that. You know, it's the Michael J. Fox quote in a different way. Yeah, actually. right. Because expectation causes suffering. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's really what the the Buddhists are dealing with. Is they're saying, don't hang on to what the picture of you think it's supposed to be like, the picture in your head, the thought, the idea of it. You have to just look at it. What's actually here in front of your head? You it's better in a burning house. Who's going to get out faster, the yeah. owner or the dog? Yeah. <laughs> The dog is just, you know, oh, I smell cool air coming from that thing. Boom, I'm going out that thing. The owner's going, where's my iPad? I need my iPad. And and where's wait, my, my dog? documents. I must get to the safe. And a beam comes down. Dog. Aww. Well, now you can put the documents on the iPad. So, yeah. Sure, yeah. Sure. I put my iPad in the safe. Oh, why is the iPad dramatic, in the safe? Pointless dramatic bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the ranch. Uh, so yeah, so this, so th I mean, this would even though help with the whole idea of like being able to like, like the whole idea of like the world is so fucked up right now. I is that based on the fact that we have some idea in our head that the world shouldn't be fucked up, that the world shouldn't be like this? Uh, do you think it's any more fucked up than it's ever been? No, I, I, don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think we're pretty, you know, every now and again, probably every 50 years, every 100 years or something, we get like a little blurb of a little yeah. blip of more fucked up. But I think it's like I don't the same that, amount of suffering that there was yeah. 4,000 years ago. You know, people always life. say we're so barbaric now and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it used to be people would ransack towns and kill and, you know, and of course that still Game happens all over the yeah. world. It used to be like it was a more of, local. It's funny suffering. you say Game of Thrones because I've been thinking about that. You know, everyone's saying how useless the UN is now. Well, it is useless. To have a bunch of uh, people in suits discussing who's going to live and who's going to die is nonsense. It really is the truth of what it is. Is really Game of Thrones. Yeah, and, and that's what's happening right now. We're just in a thing where it's shifting right now. And the internet's making it go faster. And the, now, the last thing we and have technology, to evolve just with, in general, technology. Technology yeah. is is not completely helping but the internet is helping with the one thing we only use 10% of we use way more than 10% of every yeah. other part of ourselves yeah 
But now the brain, because it was the geeks who built the computer, sort of based it around the way their brain saw stuff. So some of that formatting, my brain just uh. automatically makes a desktop for stuff. You know? <laughs> like a lot of people, their brains do that. Right. And uh, yeah, but it, you know, break the issue down, look for its subcategories. So like it's from joke writing. Yeah, you make a corkboard, you know. Uh-huh. And now it's the digital one. Right. And so how much uh, more percentage do you think you're using now <laughs> because of all this? No, really? I don't have a way to accurately measure it. All I know is I think the world, if their whole thing is we got the thumbs, tails gone, now we decide quickly. And we just have to wait for the longest time for a boat to arrive and a letter. You know, <laughs> scroll it, yeah. my darling, dearest, and then rain hit it and the ink washed out. Yeah. And uh, messages did not get around well. And, and yet there there was a thoughtfulness about communication that we don't have we, now. We, we, we've is, lost that. Oh, that from was that. the price tag. Part. Yes. yes. And there's you know, still miscommunication in a huge way. I mean, yeah. and much more. Talk, yeah, and on a but much bigger scale. Correct communication around. There's more it. chance yeah. for and communication. Correct communication. Yeah, you know, my uh, my controlled correct communication. Yes. as of this moment, but I'm sure that is a major concern to people who like yeah. control. Verizon wants right. to shut that, and right. everyone wants to control information. My my grandmother passed away a few months ago, and I was at her house going through some old things, and I found a stack of love letters that my grandfather mm. sent when he was overseas during the war. Mm. And I was thinking, and you know, a lot of people have these types of stories, and they're just incredible, and they write in ways that you there are words. Yeah. In there that have been long dead for 50 <laughs> years and all that stuff. But what I kept thinking was now you meet somebody and within a day, the young people are sending a dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, think about that. Like, my grandmother's writing letters going across the Atlantic Ocean. In a boat, in yeah. In a boat and the whole thing. And now the immediacy of it. He would have never thought, the idea that my grandfather would have had to have gotten a camera and taken a picture of his genitals to send to my grand, you know, like craziness. Would you, sit, mail mail? would you stop wagging it around? It's blurry. He's looking down into his browning, uh, browning camera there. You know, right? There's so many technical reasons why it wouldn't have worked, but even beyond the technical stuff, like just how that has changed, yeah, and also expectations comes into that. Yeah, yeah, I got a new Polaroid land camera, so we don't have to run (laughs) it down to Woolworths. Kind of expectations, (laughs) yeah. Oh, and that's in the window. There it is. There, that's the one. There's the big one that got away. (laughs) I I don't think it's it's more (laughs) fucked up in general, but I do think that. The capacity, the immediacy is different. And also, I think that there are stronger ways to affect more people at once in both mm-hmm. po- positive and mm-hmm. negative ways. Meaning, mm-hmm. yes, it's it's maybe in general as fucked up as, as it's ever been. It's just that we either know about more things that are <laughs> happening or we can fucking drop a chemical weapon and make things huge bad things happen. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was going to mention yeah. that because, you know, one of the things is uh, I think I've been reading some Wendell Berry recently and he's a gentleman who's a poet and he's a, a – a farmer and a naturalist and he he's he's not like a luddite or anything but he talks a lot about technology and the price of it and he's been farming the same land that his grandfather farmed you know from over 100 years ago and it's he's had he has a relationship with this land and and he's probably in his 80s now so he's seen this century go by and he was talking about technology and how the thing the one and we were talking about the price of technology is that you know, you can, you, let's say a, a scientist or an innovator of something invents something that, um, is amazing, you know, uh, like, uh, 
uh, you know, like the DNA mapping or, or splitting the atom, things like that. You know, I mean, big, big things that have really changed the direction of humanity and, and, you know, or the silicon chip or whatever it is. And the, the thing is, is that these things come about and we are all, our, all of our lives are going to be changed by these things, but not a single one of us get to vote on it. There's a powerlessness, I think, that goes on with modern life that these things come into our life and we, you either accept them and get on the boat with everyone else or you're left behind. And no one is saying, but what about the 30 year arc of this thing? And what is it? And, and I mean, some people are, but most of us are just going, Oh, look, if you put it, your finger on it and the thing comes up and the thing and oh my God, and the pictures and, and no one's talking about the real consequences of this. And so there's this sense of, powerlessness. So maybe things aren't as bad as they used to be, but I wonder if there, if there is a sense that we have less power to change the direction of the world now. Do we feel I, that more than people did 200 years ago? Maybe I think it can go both ways because on one hand, when something happens like the night of the, or the day of the Boston bombing. Yeah. And if you were, if it was even 20 years ago and you were all watching that on TV, you couldn't share that experience. You could sit in a room and watch it on CNN and feel really shitty about it or have your thoughts. You couldn't really share it with anyone besides your neighbor. Right. Now you can be do, doing it on Twitter with everybody else. And I remember you were tweeting during, and you're, yeah. and you're sharing this thing that's yes. kind of amazing. It is powerful. And, you, and it's powerful and you can, ex, you can get things out and also realize that other people feel the same things you feel. Yes. So in some ways it's great all, how they just give uh, this stuff just appears in our lives and it's great. And then on the other way, it's like, what's the point? What, what is the point at yeah. the end of the day? Yeah. Well, we all shared that thing. Yeah. And, and if, and, did and, it get us anywhere? Right. And, no. and, and even the powerlessness yeah. of like, well, you know, I mean, if the corporations and Carrie and all these people are, you know, it's all Halliburton and we're all just going to chop up the Middle East no matter what. I mean, they've all got it yeah. planned out. They've all been doing it and it's all going to sort sure out looks uh, hundreds of thousands of people are going to die anyway. It's like, what, what do I have power over, you know? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. The one thing you do have power over is your opinion and sharing it. Right. And uh, so far, I'm sure they're data mining everything that everyone's saying and doing, but it uh, seems apparently to be mostly going towards sales to the individual. But yes, marketing data. Marketing yeah. data, data mined for all the things you search for. They figure you want more of that. They feed you more of that. Yeah. But And, and I'm sure they're looking for other stuff too. It's a perfect place for you to just show who you are to them. You know, why, but, why wouldn't well, they that's why yeah. it's all free. That's yeah. why it's yeah. all yeah. free. There's a reason Facebook's free and Twitter's free because we're, we're the product. <laughs> yeah, we are the product. We're the product and we willfully sign up for we it. We do, we do. And we say, here's everything. But there, there's something about that the happiness thing that, that Amy brought up when she talked about uh, I'm accepting the unhappy, uh, the suffering in my life, and I'm going to make a choice to do something about it. There was an empowerment you claimed for yourself. I have the power to change this little bit of the world around me in my life, and and you know because sometimes I think about oh you know uh, you know I, I do inspirational speaking and I do workshops and I coach people and I sometimes I think like oh what a fucking waste of time on the planet you know who fucking cares really but. Maybe it really is that the only way we will have fulfillment and happiness and a sense of purpose is to remember that we do have personal choice on some level, at least. I think to be relaxed nowadays 
is a huge rebellion. Mm, I love that. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, I, I actually want to call myself think. the anti-motivational speaker <laughs> because I want to tell people to unplug and get the fuck out of here. You know, get, yeah. get you know, get yeah. off the grid for a while. A you know, motivational speaker. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just calm down. <laughs> Just calm down and unplug, Chill people. Chilling with Kel. <laughs> Chilling with Kel. <laughs> So, yeah, I just – so there's uh, – I don't well, know. Well, isn't the point of that that you have to do things for yourself? Everyone yes. seems to think that that's somehow selfish. But all of us, we're doing things for ourselves. And that doesn't mean that what you're doing is is thoroughly about the ego. Right. But it's about bettering your life. And, and part of that is, well, then you've bettered your partner's life if you have uh, – you know, you want to cast a wide net and that, you know, we're all sitting here with our own – lives that we're all part of but we're talking about something that's cool something that's bigger than us yeah and but we're all doing it for our own reasons right you know what I mean? yeah there's I, always I, the, the 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 fulfillment the personal fulfillment part of it right and i think the idea you, you need some of that otherwise you're uh-huh. never gonna go anywhere yeah you're no never, absolutely you can't just somehow be selfless all the time the people that say they're selfless all the time oh, in many oh. are usually the most selfish people uh, actually yeah yeah, yeah. You know, no one's just it's, it's the giving happiness. tree you know yeah yeah and, and there really is there and there i think there's a fine beautiful dance between uh that that sense of personal responsibility and having to make something happen and also knowing that at the same time we're kind of it's all a co-creation anyway i mean you know you know uh, the idea that we're separate little individual things is just so silly i mean you can see it now it's it's so obvious we're so connected now i think it's almost like our connection is now being shown to us you know like you go to the supermarket and you go to the produce section you're getting food especially in america here if you're you know in la you're getting food from all over the planet in that one produce section, it takes a global village to feed your your produce section of your Whether market. Whether you want it or not. <laughs> Whether you want yeah. it or not. Whether you want yeah. the Japanese seafood or the yes. Mexican produce. Yeah. The, you know. But but and, yeah, and and but you're we're seeing how interconnected yeah, right. we really are with everything. I mean, mm. in a, in an into an uncomfortable degree of of it, and. Uh, Look, but, they're saying that the Japanese radiation from uh, Fukushima, which is nightmare. now like 10 uh, times here. worse than they admitted two weeks ago, fucking is, is all going to be, you know, that our tuna here, which is already killing us with mercury, is yeah. going to have radiation. Yeah, guys, cool it on the, on the seafood. Uh, now. Yeah. yeah. But especially Pacific seafood. But yeah. you, what, are you going to go to the Gulf? Yeah. Right, that'll fix it? Right, right. BP. New England. Well, yeah. Get it. It's already pre-oiled. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there, there's people trying to monetize that right now. They're, tra- you know, like, how can I make people pay for, other, you know, it, it, pay for the clean fish. But, you know, I was actually thinking about the Fukushima thing when, when we were talking about um, it, the, the differences that, that in things today. And I was thinking that, you know, there were things that happened that were uncontrollable and affected giant areas. Then I, mean, I thought of the plague, mm. you know, but that's yes. not something that we created. That's the difference. Right. To me. It wasn't man-made. It's, yes. kind of did. The pla- well, well it was sanitary a, we conditions, right? Yeah. yeah. But, just stacking crap where they didn't know about sewage but and that's all the that thing. stuff. They that's, didn't that's know. The plague that's, that's ignorance. Oh, we know about nuclear power. Yes, we do. We know. Because we know what the dangers of, of nuclear power are. And they didn't fucking care enough, I guess, to make it you know safe enough. And they obviously didn't care enough to be honest about what actually happened, which is, that to me, the killer of it all. Well, and, it, and it's so funny, though, that you're, you're saying this because I'm thinking about the denial level that has yes. to go on with just nuclear power in general, like Mm -hmm. the amount of time it takes for the nuclear waste to no longer have any uh, 
radioactivity, radioactivity yeah. is like it's like twenty five thousand years. It's an insane amount it'll of be, time, and it'll be ammunition long before. Right, that. exactly. <laughs> and and there's this, there's a bunch of people who actually work on wanting to create like permanent signs around nuclear waste piles so that generation after generation after generation will be able to know don't go near this mountain like because someone's <laughs> going to forget at some point right. or whatever so the so we we're in a bunch of denial around that and you think about the amount of denial you have to generally be in to be a human being on earth right well, now well that's yeah. what we were talking about with the computer games killing and the killing people yeah. it's all like are you are you ex- dealing with it and accepting it in which case you're going to have PTSD right. over it or or are you completely exactly? It, so it's like know? if you live yeah. in acceptance and awareness of every danger, you'd fucking never yeah. get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what? That's why you got to take your little piece and figure out how to get through the day. Because yeah. it's like you know, here in LA, we don't have plastic bags at stores anymore. We only Yay. have paper bags, and they actually frown on you if you don't bring your own bag. So if you're a paper bag guy, I'm a bad guy because I just moved here from New York, so I keep forgetting my uh, my it takes regular years my to, to remember sack. to bring the fucking canvas bag. Right. But think about it, you know, all these people, all these people that are doing this all the time, they think, well, I'm doing something for the environment. But at the end of the day, you really aren't. Because the amount of stuff that China's putting out and you're putting out a lot. But if you're doing something that somehow gives you a little peace of mind to walk around with, then I suppose you've done something internally magical, I guess. It wasn't as good, but it'll It wasn't. Right. Exactly. I'm still jazzed about my (laughs) 10-year-old hybrid car. Yes. I'm still jazzed that the first new car I bought was a hybrid 10 years ago. I'm still jazzed every time I can get that mileage to 44.2. You know, and not just because it saves me money, Mm. because something in me has, I guess, been told Mm. that I've done something good by using a third less gas than... Yeah. Well, look, so it's that yeah. just good to you know? do something that's symbolic of a mindset mm-hmm. that maybe that influenced someone else that can do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, there's you're... a million different ways to affect a thing. It isn't all everyone show up for this one thing. Yeah. It isn't just that anymore. In yeah, because there's so many of us and there's so many different ways we do have a real impact on each other. Hey, we're turning it around, people. Right now. We're turning this around. A little to the bit. Just, <laughs> we're just, it's, the, it's the arc of the universe. It's just. Just a, it's turned important. a little bit towards justice. Yeah. There, should, there still <laughs> should be we some elderly people who chain themselves to things and stuff like yes. that to make sure there's a news camera to capture it to it, affect people when they vote. That will be all of us That's at this table. About. We will be the elderly people chaining ourselves to shit in 25 years, <laughs> people. Right. You know, I, I, was, I was up for that, but they went a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull too hard. My hip, it's not good yeah, when you pull yeah, that right. way. No, it won't be good. No, 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 no. Cheat out. Cheat out. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it hurts way more. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's something that I uh, – there's something about acceptance of the big things that I think are really, really important to keep to keep us all planted in the right place. You know, like I like to think about the fact that um, somehow – after, you know, 14 billion years, we are able to sit in these interesting flesh-bound bodies and talk uh, with a, a, a communication of noises to each other that makes perfect sense to all of us into little metal devices that somehow are attached to little metal wires that then send it out into radio waves across across the universe. 
Uh, Wait, th- you're telling me people are listening to this? Uh, yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually, this is just us. Eventually, they'll download it. <laughs> but but I, but I do. I think about I think about that, and I think about this ball of this ball of earth and water that we're on that happens to be like you were saying earlier in the show the perfect temperature with the right amount of percentage of oxygen for Only now for now and yeah, right. um that scares me a little bit and that and that we get the right amount of sun and, and, and not too much and that it spins around and that we have this chlorophyll inside these trees and and they all turn towards the sun and 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 wow like when i can accept that like you know and some people like you know who are literally into the bible call it a miracle or god made it or whatever but i call it like the miracle like not the miracle miracle but like the wow the holy shit this stuff all lined up and here we are like if you can remember to accept that every day oh that helps me so much that makes it all different for me it really does yeah when, I can, you, when you think we're just you know our sun is not even a spectacular star no. they always say it's just an average little star <laughs> and there's billions of stars so you gotta think there's gotta be another little rock yeah, with and, a little more water and we're, and we're and like the li- right yeah. distance away from that kind of mediocre mm. sun we are star dancing thing. with an average star and you know what yes. maybe, maybe there maybe yeah nice. we are. I guess there'd be millions maybe billions of them billions yeah yeah that, our best so, telescope says we see into the next universe, but that's only one of the next universe. Yeah, you yeah, we don't even really now. know. We're like, just looking in one direction. Yeah, it's it's what's that one that Jim Carrey movie? Truman Show. The Truman the Show. Truman Show. <laughs> I just imagine like a crew somewhere. Oh going. God, they're watching <laughs> us too. I just found out people are listening now. They're watching. <laughs> it's so meta. <laughs> so uh, people out there. Uh, I don't know if we've helped you to accept anything more or less. It's it's a lot to take. Uh, you know, uh, here's what I know. Love yourself. Like, un- I know unconditional love is a concept for most people. But if you can actually learn to turn that towards yourself. So unconditional love means really seriously. It means accepting yourself for exactly who you are, not losing the next 10 pounds, not having the bigger paycheck, not having the prettier wife or the bigger sports car or um, the bigger dick, whatever it is, but really accepting yourself for who you are in this moment right now and knowing that you don't need to be any better. You don't need to fix anything. You don't need more money in the bank account. You don't need longer hair or uh, bluer eyes that you are just okay the way you are. If you can just let yourself do that, just start, start just by doing it for five seconds a day, just five seconds. Then you can go back to loathing yourself. (laughs) (laughs) As long as we can go back quick. You can go back. I give you full permission to, I'm, I'm, I got it. You got it. Unaccepted. (laughs) Back to unaccepting yourself. I'm telling you, you guys, it's it's a daily practice, but five seconds, start with five seconds, move up to 10, be bold, but try a minute, try a morning. Not hating myself for a minute. A minute. A full minute. Oh, That's crazy. Uh, my, my shrink will, will 
personally flip out. <laughs> if it turns out you just fixed it right here yeah. with that, yeah. that is very expensive yeah. to my to my shrink. And well, and and then imagine like the, the the how many pills you won't need to take, how uh, much food you so won't, not be right, happy about right. You're just like I just will not be happy about that. Well, other people can take on hating you. Yeah, it's just, well, that's fine. That's true. That's true. Like, you have a lot of time. Yeah, you there you go. So <laughs> it's, it's, and that's it's, you for leaving. You have a job. You're, you know, and that's unconditionally accepting other people for who they are, even if they hate you. Because people right? are going to hate you, actually. People and there's will. Usually, nothing you can do about it. And that that level of acceptance—if you can accept that—oh my god, that's huge! Like that's what I've been working on, and 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 I think somehow it ties in with the Jeffrey Tambor story at the beginning because his whole thing, which is I'm Jeffrey, I'm Jeffrey Tambor, and this is how I do it. He actually usually adds "fuck you," like "fuck <laughs> you," I'm Jeffrey Tambor, and this is how I do it. Uh, that's that, a showbiz thing. That it, 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 but it is, it is a showbiz. It's an audition thing, but it is also a way of walking through the world, not in saying, fuck you, I'm going to fight you or fuck you, I don't give a shit. It's fuck you, I don't care. Yep. It's a level of acceptance of I don't care that's not apathy, that's not denial. It's freedom. That, that's some powerful shit. If yeah. you can drink that shit every day. That's Damn. right. There, there should always be things you do care about. Yeah, of course. But it should never be because someone else wants you to care ah, about a thing. Nice. Always make sure it's a thing you really care about. A lot of people want you to care about something. They're just, they pretend that there's a big crisis about, they're just selling something. Yeah. And we can go into a real life state of ad- agitation. And so much of our agitation is just because of sales of things to us. Yeah. Well, and, 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 you know, and I think about the tribal, the tribal warfare in the Middle East and that if, you know, when the, when, when people come together on different sides of those things yeah. and actually start to work together and, and they do it every day, it's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. We don't hear about it in the news very often. It's because they look at each other and they see the humanity in the person across from them and they know that their children are as afraid as them and they want, you know, they want a better future or whatever. And they're, they're able to just be with each other's humanity. And yeah. boy, man, if you can be with your own humanity, then the next step is to be with other people's humanity. And then you know what? They won't be able to drop bombs on Syria because no one will sign up for it anymore. Right. They'll figure another way out. Yeah. They won't be able to sell us the war anymore or sell us the fear. I just heard a story on NPR driving over here that the Twitter feed from the new president of Iran said – Happy New Year to to the Jews. The Jews yeah. a Happy New Year, He's and they had the doing some of the Ahmadinejad uh, curse there. He's and he better wow, and it is his Twitter it. account. But they've 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 verified it is his personal Twitter account. It's not someone trying to be right. But like, then, but then the Farsi news agency said that it's not his Twitter account, even though it is it's otherwise verified. That yes, it is. but because they want the message to get out, and that's great. Right, right. but, but then, then but they can't have their internally internal, the base. They want they to control. Still keep the base angry, just like right. here, you know. And it's just, <laughs> just, exactly. just like here, absolutely, just like here. Yeah. The there you go. Version of any group is the least reasonable version of the group. Yes. To deal with what's really going on, they're the most easily. Fed it's the dogma. least accepting version sure, of anything too. The most locked so down. So there. Yeah. 
So take that, America. Nice wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Thank you, Amy Engelhardt. Um, is there any gigs you're doing in the future that you would like to uh, let our fine listeners know about? Uh, in the Los Angeles area. Yes. Uh, sure. Um, in two weeks, in two weekends, on September 15th, I believe is a Sunday night, uh-huh. I'm participating in an event called Songwriter Square, which is at the Lyric Hyperion Theater in Silver Lake. And I'm going to be one of four fabulous songwriters uh, in a kind of round robin of presenting our work. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. Very, very fun. Congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. And Mr. Dave Rubin, what are you up to? Well, I feel like I actually found my gig, and it's partly, if not solely, because of Miss Kelly Carlin, who got me in on this thing, because we connected on Twitter, yes. as we've talked many times about. Uh, so you can check out my show. It's uh, The Rubin Report, aptly titled, and it's YouTube.com slash Rubin Report. And we do this kind of stuff, although this was a little... We were hitting some higher vibrations some than we usually get to. This is some esoteric stuff we get to, yeah. We're sort of down and dirty a little bit more about yeah. why did John Kerry say that? <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's a great, yeah. great panel show. Yeah, thanks. It's fantastic. And Mr. Uh, Rick Overton, what are you up to? Well, I got my podcast. It's you called do. Overview. And it uh, I interview people that, I, that have made an innovation and have them describe for young minds how that worked so that they will continue to think in those terms. Yeah, it's a great show. You're such Thank a good you. interviewer. And, uh, you, you're you always graced fun. me with uh, well, the, that was the my pleasure. So always fun. You. Always fun. And Logan, are you up to any gigs uh, this uh, next few weeks? I'll be at the Lyric Hyperion Cafe <gasps> Sunday with Taylor Negron doing a... Uh, this Sunday? This Sunday, yes. Apparently, everyone's going to Silver Lake. Apparently, it is very popular. And uh, I will, uh, we will have no show next week, but on the 19th, I have Jen Posner coming. We, she was supposed to be here a few weeks ago. She is a women in media expert. She's very smarty pants. She wrote a great book called Reality Bites Back. It's about reality television <laughs> and how it subtly and not so subtly completely twists our mind. And she wrote this book about six or seven years ago. Uh, explaining how women are being demeaned in reality television. And she's basically said it's going to lead to a full on war on women's rights. And it has, dun, she's dun, a rather dun. smart lady. So she and I are going to talk a lot about that. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I'm going to be here in LA with a Carlin home companion on October 2nd at the Acme comedy. So if you're going to be in LA, grab some tickets and I'm going to be in New York for two weeks. As Woo-hoo! most of you know, the 11th through the 19th, at the Cherry Lane Theater, go to afofest.org to get tickets. And uh, that is that. Everyone have a great week. Uh, hope, hope you enjoyed this being in your ears. And uh, we're going to go out with a little song. What are we going out with, Logan? Let's unfuck it up. Oh, we're going to unfuck it up <laughs> with our good friend, Katie Goodman, who, uh, you know, she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> That's a funny song. <laughs> Never been a time There's never been a time There's never been a time As fucked up as this As fucked up as this You probably didn't fall
sure they fucked it up. Now it's fucked up. I can't unfuck it up. You probably can't unfuck it up. And if we're counting on them to unfuck it up, then we're all fucked. Just turn to the person next to you and ask them nicely, did you fuck it up? Go on, ask them. How about you? Did you fuck it up? Now sit back and look at them and say, because you look like someone who could have fucked it up. Now it's fucked up. ourselves up off the floor and create a tone of camaraderie and ask, could you help unfuck it up? And then say, are you really so fucking busy? You can't take one fucking minute to help unfuck it up. Then lose the righteous asshole attitude and take a breath and say, because I'm willing to pick one thing to help unfuck it up. Won't you join me? Oh, that's better. Does that feel better? Yeah, I'm feeling the love. The problem is that you just can't help feeling bitter that it's fucked up to begin with. You just go round and round like this. Okay, back with me now. I didn't fuck it up. Let it out. Come on. You know you feel it. You probably didn't fuck it up. You don't have to believe it. Just go with it for now. But they, that's right, shift the blame. They fucked it up. Now it's fucked up. That's right. Okay. Yeah, you're clapping, but... The problem is deep down inside, you're feeling depressed and hopeless, right? You're just gonna change the world. What the hell happened? Okay, I got it. We're gonna come together for this one. I need your help. We're gonna fill this room up with love and inspiration and it won't last past the time you leave here tonight, but everybody on this side, let's all unfuck it up. Okay, real loud and proud, let's all unfuck it up. Now you gotta keep going without me when I leave you. Here we go. Let's all unfuck it up. Doesn't that feel good? Keep it rolling. Now over here. We have a special part. It's a little repetitive, but it's fucked, 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 it's fucked. Can you do that? It's fucked, it's fucked. Commit already. I wanna be an unfucker. I wanna be an unfucker. That's right, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked, it's fucked.
This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at Smodcast.com.